And hello, everybody. It's another wonderful Tuesday here in central Louisiana. Time for some more Howl Table Talk action. I'm Landon Wright, the director of media here at howchurch.net. Right over here, of course, Pastor KD. How are we today, sir? Doing great. Awesome, awesome. And good to be good with you. Oh, well, hey, hey, it's always an honor and a pleasure here. You're just kind of, you know, this is charity work. Derek, we'll get to you in a minute. <laughs> everybody, this is Derek Ashcraft, my good friend and co-worker. And, uh, well, here we are, guys, another... Another grouping of three men at a table. And, you know, normally me and Derek do a lot of research on this one, but but yeah. this week uh, Pastor just kind of threw one at us out of left field. He wanted to talk about the oh-so-touchy subject of dating. Is that correct? What? Dating? Yeah. yeah. What is that? Yeah. Hey. So, uh, so what's going on, man? Uh, let's dive head first into the world of dating and relationships. Now, of course, we're not just shooting at one age range here, so I know you're probably watching this saying, well, I remember those years. Hey, hey, you never know. You never know. So, Pastor, what's going on, man? I don't know, man. Um, I'm still in love with my wife, so um, I'm not actually looking for a date, but I know there are a lot of people who are out there that are single, and my heart goes out to them because I know there are a lot of good people uh, which most people are good, but are pretending to be good. There we go. Want to yeah. be good, mm -hmm. desiring to be good, but they're looking for that special someone, and we're trying to figure out who and how do we find that special someone. That is the million-dollar question right there. I think I think everyone's asking that right now as we speak. Uh, Derek, you got anything to add to that? Uh, I think it's... It has a lot to do with how you feel. I mean, you know it when you know it, right? Well, you see, that's a common misconception. See, I have, see, I'm only 25, and I can name on almost two hands, it takes up more than just one, how many people I went to high school with that have already been divorced. And <laughs> we're not even, we're halfway to 30, and I already know people that are already divorced. And it, it, right, right there. Well, I mean, when you know, you know. <laughs> Apparently, you didn't know. <laughs> and I think that's why we're talking about this. There we go, yeah. But so how do we um, select or how do we begin the dating process? Now, as we begin to talk about it, I can tell you that um, the very thing we need to do is probably the very thing that we do not do because we base our relationships uh, as we begin on anything and everything except God's Word. And I'm going to always go to God's Word or there's well, not a really a good discussion with me because I'm going to always try to find the biblical principles in God's Word. So I think one of the first things we need to do uh, as we're dating is, first of all, be the person that you're looking for. I mean, become the person that you're looking for. What I mean by that is I'm looking for a, an honest, high character, faithful, loving, loyal, you know, so forth, so on. But I have to ask myself this question if I'm single. What am I doing with me? I mean, how, how am I? Would I date me if I was looking for me? You know? Oh, man. <laughs> Everybody ask yourself that and uh, <laughs> see if you cry a little bit. Yeah? Yeah. Am, uh, I, am I worth loving? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's, another, that's another little zinger there. Well, you know, <laughs> of course, we're all worth loving by, by you know, someone. But, um, you know, that's something I think that people don't really ask themselves that. Well, I say people. Some people don't really ask themselves that because 
uh, when you start getting, at least this is kind of how it was for me, when you start getting to that age of like, uh, you know, around 12, 13, that, that early teenage years and you're in middle school and all that, parents do it, uh, older siblings do it, everyone's like, well, you've been, uh, you've been checking out the girl situation. It's, like, it's almost, it's, it's like it's presented to us as something you have to do. It's just yeah, what people do. you're weird if you're not dating. Exactly, and then that's what leads to casual dating, which I've never been a, 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 a huge believer in. It's one of those things that's like, well, yeah, I mean, I need a boyfriend or I need a girlfriend, so, yeah, I mean, he makes me laugh, let's do it. You know, like, when you, you don't go through the steps. You're not thinking, you know, uh, like what you said, what I date me, what am I looking for? No, it's just, I mean, I have an opening here, you know, and then, <laughs> and I knew people, like, of course it's worse when you're, you know, at, the, at that young 13-ish age because you don't really know what dating is. You just kind of say you're dating. But then that leads to, you know, like I knew people in high school and college that just could not function without a boyfriend slash girlfriend. They felt so just, they didn't know what to do with themselves. Yeah. So I think one of the questions we asked ourselves is, is why do people date? Why do people date right now? Why, what, what are some of the reasons we would say that people are dating? Now, we know we need to come back to God's word, the foundation, but let's, let's just get away from that for a second and deal with real time. What are some reasons that people date? I know, I mean, what are some reasons? What are they looking for? I'm sorry, what are they looking for in a date? Compatibility. Compatibility, I would say um, a lot of people just, and this is a this is a bad reason, but social status, you know. Right. That person's uh, social status, if it's a school setting, uh, you'd probably look at the athletes or the cheerleaders and stuff. If it's, uh, you know, out of school setting, it'd probably be, you know, somebody that's a uh, school board or, or some kind of local office or, you know, just somebody with a, with a cool, pretty polished title, and and, and, and you want to be associated with yeah. that. Kind so, of thing. so guys, if 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 I were to be honest, and we were to be honest as men, we look for a well-built girl. Let's just let's just be honest. I'm and so glad you said it, so I didn't have to. <laughs> well, I, I, that's why I married my wife. See, okay, hey, but hey. but a well-built. That's not why I married her. But that's that didn't it didn't hurt. Let me just say. <laughs> It was but some plus No, there. but I can really be honest in a minute how I met my wife and why we started dating. But the thing is, we look for a well-built girl, I believe. And I believe the girls look for a good-looking man. And then as we progress or get older, it goes to where the men are still looking for a well-built woman. And the girls are looking for someone probably that can give them some type of security. Because I've seen people date before and uh, they don't have to meet my approval but they come in and I counsel them or talk to them and you can tell it's not you know I just not all the time I mean of course 90% of the time it's right but sometimes you hear them say well you know it's never I just love him I just love her you know and, and you ask the question they almost have to pause in order to be like a duh well I've just I'm dating and I'm getting ready to marry this person because I just love them for who they are. Yeah. And that's one of the things when my wife and I started dating, I, I grew up, of course, like everyone else. And in school, you know, you want to be with the most popular boy and the most, you know, the prettiest girl, if you will. And uh, But I could be who I wanted to be and needed to be around in that. I didn't feel like I had to impress her. I remember the first date we went on, I was like, you know, I got $15. <laughs> 
Mm. You know, and there are some girls that I would have taken out. I never would have said, I just have $15, so let's order this thing right at Sonic. Yeah. You understand what I mean? It's been like, oh, yeah, get what you want. No time you've been praying like, Lord, please don't let her order over this or order over that. So, so, you know, I think that's some of the reasons why we date and we start dating. And, of course, that's the wrong reasons. It doesn't hurt. For, for a girl to be beautiful and a boy to have money. So it's not a negative, but it shouldn't be the foundation. Yeah, you're absolutely right. It shouldn't be the foundation. But, folks, that doesn't mean go off on a date half-cocked because I've always seen it as just the amount of effort being shown. You know, like if I pick up a and, and I've done this a time or two, you know, I, I don't wash my car that often. But um, the day of a date, oh, I'm out there elbow greasing it, you know, yeah. and, um, you know, get a nice shower and all that. And then I... I go to places I would never really go if I was by myself, but again, not trying to show off, hey, this is how much money I make and get what you want, but it's one of those like, I'm putting in some serious effort here, and it it's probably won't be an every time thing, but I very easily could have just brought you to McDonald's, but instead we're in here ordering where they just have the numbers on the menu, no 99, that's when you know you're in trouble. So. Uh, Anyways, I always thought it was just like a, a display of, of how much effort you're willing to put in, not so much a, a glamour thing. Go ahead, go ahead. Uh, that makes me, ooh, that makes me question, like, how real is it? And yeah. how do you really know that person? Because everybody seems to do that most of the time. You know, they put on their best face. They do extra. Yeah. They, you know, they give the extra effort to appear like they're the best version of yourself, whether they actually are or not. Yeah. And that comes off after time, you know. But I think the key words, what you just said, is time has a way of telling off on us. You know, yeah. you, could, you can fool people for a while and pretend to be somebody that you're not, but after a while, what takes place is you're like, look, this is just who I am, this is what I am, and I don't like that, and you start letting your hair down, if you will. You, you start becoming more free. And they say if you really want to know a person, meet them in the morning and then meet them in the evening or the afternoon and then meet them at night because they're three different people. You know, some people aren't morning persons and some people aren't night persons. And, but you meet them at different times of the day. And, uh, you know, one thing that I would do, I mean, honestly, that, that I'm going to do when – the rest of my kids get married is I'm going to ask the parent what is the negative part of this young man or this young lady like what are their flaws and they're going to go <laughs> and then when they get through laughing I'm going to go no I want to know <laughs> because then I'm going to say this is this is who Leah really is and this is who Micah really is and in, and if you study biblical history you'll find out they used to do that so so in the dating process you you need to ask some serious questions like first of all you know, do you really love God? No, I'm not asking you, do you want to come to church so that I can date you and you pretend you love God? But I want to know, do you really love God? And then I need to be praying, God, what is your will for my life? I'm dating this person. Do you want me to date this person, continue to develop this relationship? And God, if you want me to end up marrying this person, I, I just want your will in this. And so I think we're praying, God, what is your will as I'm starting to date and make sure it's not based upon y'all think she's pretty or y'all think he's educated or mama, he's going to take care of me. 
uh, you know, or I'm going to be able to show her off to all my boys and all my dogs. It's like I'm really dating and being careful with my heart as not to mess them up or me. Yeah, you know, I think that's something that, that I've noticed a lot of people now are, are starting to be more aware of is, um, you know, like when we're younger, we just, you know, we don't care about those things. And we do mess a lot of people up, you know. I mean, a lot of, uh, a lot of sad breakup playlists have been played over those kind of things. And, and I think that, that uh, this, it comes with maturity. So when you get a little more mature, then it, it seems like you're not interested in someone when you shut her down right there at the beginning. But then, you know, I've had people clarify that, uh, you know, it, w it, it, it wouldn't really be fair to me, but it definitely wouldn't be fair to you if we go ahead and get this thing rolling. Then I decide it's not what's needing to happen. But here you are full in. So, so a lot of times it's, um, you know, I mean, I'm just relieved that that's not a that's not an awkward thing to do anymore. People are doing that left and right, and I love it. I mean, I mean, I think that clear, open honesty saves a lot of heartache and a lot of bad decisions down the road. Yeah, and I, I, don't, I don't think when we're dating uh, or when when I was dating, I didn't know, first of all, what questions to ask, to be honest with you. Back in my school, I wasn't, like, wise. I was. I know what I was thinking, you know, even before I met my wife. When I was dating before I met her, I'm like, she's beautiful, what they would call hot or whatever, and I wasn't thinking about character. I wasn't thinking about anything. I was just thinking about here is a fine lady or a fine girl that I want to date, to be honest with you. But, but I think we need to ask – are the people that we're dating, we need to do our homework. We need to look at mama and daddy because really, you know, when you look at mom and daddy and you study mom and daddy, mom and daddy's been studying you, but it's gotten any more. You need to study mom and daddy if you date and go, oh, you know, there's some, there's some things there that could really be a train wreck for me because a nut doesn't fall too far from the tree, and that's just a fact. So it's learned behavior. It doesn't mean that that person's going to act like those two, but it's more it's more probable that they will take on the characteristics of one of those parents than not. So you're asking, you know, and then what kind of track track record they got, you know? And we we ain't talking about you know real serious, but I, I'm thinking more y'all's age, Landon, when I say date, not smarts high school. Because, I mean, hormones are going, oh, yeah, you know, they're not thinking about, do you love Jesus? I know what they're thinking, but, but I'm saying more y'all's age, it, it's more like, you know, how many guys have you dated? This is the, I'm the 15th in the last yeah. two weeks. That's probably an indication we got some, but nobody does their homework. They, they think that they can navigate that relationship better than the last person. And the truth of the matter is you really need to ask those questions. You know, as you're getting deeper into your dating relationships, like, you know, who all have you dated and why did y'all quit dating? Yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that makes me feel like we start dating way too young before oh, we're right. mentally able to process things like that and think about all those hard questions that yes. you need to ask. Because, yes, parents... The kids are re a reflection of them. Yes. They may not be that way later, but yeah. up until uh, until they take over, they will be. Yeah. And that that definitely definitely comes into play in a relationship. Yeah, it's it's no doubt, and it doesn't mean anyone's perfect because there's no perfect people now. I mean, no matter what family or anything like that. But I just think that we do our homework, and I don't do I don't know if people do their homework anymore. I, I don't know if. If, if we're thinking about, is this God's will for my life? Let me, 
let me check the home situation out. Let me see what this person has gone through. And let me see if there are any uh, what I would call red lights. One red light would be if you're not a Christian, it's not I think I'm better than you if you're not a Christian. It, it, it's, it's nothing like that. It's just we live, in, we live with two different mindsets. Uh, we live in two different countries, and I'm not talking about here in another country. I'm talking about here in heaven. Our minds in a different place. Our goals will be different. Our law to be different. Our values will be different. So the first red light, do, I, do they know Jesus? The, the second red light that I would say, it, not necessarily in order, but the second one would be is, is what, what kind of person am I really dating? What kind of track record do they really have? And, and then the third thing is what are their goals and their dreams? It's, it's not I think I'm going to marry you if, if we're starting a date right now, but why am I dating? Am I just lonely? You know, am I being clear with my expectations? Like, hey, I just want to hang out. But, but you got to be careful because as you date, you get deeper in this thing, and you get, you get so far deep that you pass red light one, they're not a Christian. Number two, you didn't do your homework. And number three, they headed a different direction, and you, you didn't expect that, but you love them. Now you don't went past the red lights, and guess what's coming? It's probably going to be a Ford pickup truck that's going to hit you right upside the head. You know, very few relationships can weather those red lights. Absolutely. And, you know, uh, some people are more emotional than others. I mean, you got some people that, that don't show that much emotion or don't get that attached that easy. And, and they can pick up on the red lights a little sooner. And then you got some people like me that, you know, once we uh, get involved for X amount of long, I mean, hey, I'm in, you know, and, and it's kind of hard to to pump the brakes like that, you know, and and you were talking about the red lights, one, two, and three. Well, uh, you know, it just shows you folks just how, how misleading the human emotion can be because, you know, if someone has all this over here going for them, but they're not a Christian. Well, I mean, I mean, we'll get him. We'll get him there. Yeah. Let's just start dating first. Let's get that nailed down. We'll get him there first, whereas the priorities are backwards. Right. And I used to see it was... It was this status was copy and pasted a lot. I haven't seen it in a long time, but it was a real viral thing. Everybody was always sharing on Facebook. These girls would always say, I want to be the kind of woman to where I'm so in love with God that a man has to seek God to get to me. Well, that sounds good, but that's also a double-edged sword because, I mean, the guy should just be seeking God because, he. I mean, that's what you should do. I mean, you shouldn't be the incentive to get to God, and that means me, because if you get to God, well, forget about me. I mean, you got something way better than just me. So, yeah. And, and so, some of those red lights, again, because we're coming back to the foundational thing, which is God, the foundational purpose, uh, person is God, is, is just like you can pick up as you're dating, like they say they love God, but then they're involved in all the sports and all the hunting and all the different things, and they start putting God aside, and you're like, well, that's just seasonal. They'll be okay, you know. And then another thing is, is, is personalities like opposites attract, but what people don't realize is once you get into a heavy dating relationship or marriage, that's the very thing that destroys a marriage. Now, listen what I just said is opposites attract. Like I may be an introvert, you're an extrovert. So, boy, I love that because you push me, I push you. But then what I find out is I'm irritated with you and uh, you don't want you you want to go everywhere all the time. Well, when we were dating, you wanted to go everywhere. It was fine then, but see now now I'm 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 reverting back. Watch this.
to who I really am, which is an introvert. You're an extrovert. And now I'm starting to get mad at you because you're an extrovert. Well, guess what you were when I dated you? An extrovert. Guess what I liked? You being an extrovert. But now I'm reclusing back to who I really am. Time has a way of telling off on you. And now I'm upset. Yeah, then you it, changed. Yeah, no, I'm always it been this creates way. distance. That's it. Yeah. You know, and I think that's just so true because things evolve. So, so if you're good in a in a relationship, and the extrovert, introvert, or whatever it may be. I mean, maybe not just those two, but 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 something opposite attracts a uh, situation. I think that. Once you go move on to marriage, or maybe not even marriage, but like an engagement, and, and let's say, okay, we've been dating for four years, but now let's go ahead and move in together because we're getting married like this month. Yeah. So, you know, and all that. Well, when, when you're spending more physical time with each other, it's just little things, it's human nature, but it's just, you know, things work in levels. And, and after you get married, well, then you're raising a family together. And after you're doing that, well, then you're the patriarchs of a big family together. So, so those opposites attract factors have to be able to hold their integrity through each level. And, and I would say this, now we're talking about, you know, the, those red lights. And I said, you know, because we don't have a script. We really don't. I don't have any notes. I didn't go read anything before I come in. But, but another thing is, is, is I'll say to you is that selfishness. Oh, my God. Um, if you're dating a boy and that is mama's boy, you got to have to understand if you want to get married, that's always going to be mama's boy and daddy's girl. Just, and, and let me say this about selfishness. If you're all the time wanting, 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 and I'm wanting, 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 time's going to tell off. But when you got two ticks and no dog, you got a bad situation. What do I mean? I'm sucking the life out of you, and you're sucking the life out of me, and there's nothing, you know, I'm attaching myself to, and you're attached. We're just sucking the life out of each other. You got two ticks and no dog when you got selfish people, and selfishness is what destroys any relationship with anybody, not just a dating relationship, your relationship with God, your relationship with people, workers, co-workers, when you're selfish. So ask yourself, is when you go out on a date, young ladies, if you're paying for the meal and the guy won't, you better ding, 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 ding. The LBI calls that a clue. Now, I know it's different today where the guy pays and the girl pays. I guess that's cool. But when I was broke with $15, there wasn't a girl going to pay while I was dating. Uh, well, it, it, nowadays, that, it's <laughs> almost offensive to not let them at least offer. You know? uh, but, see, y'all can speak more intelligently than that. But in our generation, if you bought, if you took a girl out and you're like, you paying? Well, that was a dead, you know, don't bring him back the to the house. Everybody yeah. in the, the waiters over here like, did he just ask that? You know, so, yeah, I mean, it was unheard of. But, you know, now... Like I mean, I've been on. I mean, I mean, I've been on dates and stuff with girls to where I mean, they'll be like, I mean, come on, you already paid for the dinner, you you're driving me everywhere. Let me get the movie tickets, you know. And then I mean, in that case, you know, I'm pretty old school in that set because that's how my parents. I mean, my mom. It didn't matter if I was on a a date with a girl or anything, but if I was going anywhere and there was a girl with me, she would give me a handful of cash and be like, you make sure you pay for her stuff. Like, you do not walk out of there without offering. And, and like I say, I may be old school. I got that. I think I'm, you know, I got my mind, you know, where it needs to be. I think I do. But I'm cool with whatever is cool with everybody else. I'm saying that in my day, you didn't take a girl out and expect a girl to pay for anything. Oh, no. The, no. And, and then... 
and then you know you know the girl has to also appreciate that the boy is not a rolling you know bank either you know so it, it always worked two ways and um and I'm not saying today if you're dating someone and you have that 50-50 going on that's if that's what you like but I'm saying if you want to detect selfishness you know when you get married it, you know it, it's going to take both surrendering not not one person surrendering so you yeah. know that's just my take on it as a uh oh, I'm sorry go ahead there oh, no I was just going to say yes it is a joint effort <laughs> it cannot be selfish you have to work together yeah. or it will it, it'll break it down yeah. well I mean y'all are telling me here I mean I'm I'm uh, hearing it from two happily married men over here but uh you know one thing is uh I heard this this quote uh give me a minute I'm going to have to think of who said it but it was uh it, it, it's so true I think you know, a lot of people need to hear it. It's the the classic cliche is always marriage is fifty fifty, but that is a myth. Marriage is one hundred one hundred. Right. So you know, it's not like you know, well, 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 she takes care of that. He takes yeah. care of that. Well, maybe they do, but you should still at least have your finger on the pulse and yeah. be like, okay, where are we at here? Where are we at here? It's a one hundred one hundred effort, and and quite frankly, it it terrifies me sometimes when I think about all the teamwork that goes into it. Because I'm gonna be honest, but I'm doing good to take care of myself sometimes. Now relationships and things that's different, but like full blown marriage, I'm like, <laughs> oh boy, okay. Well, you know, no one's perfect now. When I when I'm giving all these things out, but I'm talking to people your age and on. You know, it, you want to you want to look and see if their priorities are straight. You want to look and see if you know how they handle themselves. Do they clean up behind themselves? You know, are they mourning people? I mean, all those things seem so minute when you're in love. You know, and most of the time, I know people ain't gonna agree with this. Most of the time, we're in lust. We're not in love. I agree. Uh, huh? And then when the love not wears off but it begins to dim or the lust let me say that then you still got to work on these things so I, I did a message and I brought a suitcase and I started unpacking stuff and this is who this person was and I got laundry you know strolled all over the stage probably need to preach that message again and and what happens is I bring all these past relationships in here I bring all these hang-ups that I have nobody's perfect and I, who's got to clean that laundry up? I just, I mean, I strolled it all over the place. Well, you're going to have to clean that laundry up or identify it and say, we don't need to put that there. Well, in my house, I always put it there. You know, and I know we're talking about now going in from dating to marriage, marriage but you don't want to pass all these things up. You want to talk about them as you're deepening your relationship. If you can't talk about them when you are dating, Trust me, it is so much worse once you say I do because now you're hung. Now you make a decision to start dealing with the laundry that you should have dealt with up front. Yeah. But you were so much in lust yeah. that you overlooked, if I love this person, I'm going to spend the rest of my life with them. So that, that's huge. All these all these red lights that we just blow up through there because of our hormones, that's dangerous. It's kind of like a credit card, you know. It ain't going to go away. It's just going to build up with interest, interest and, and yeah. it's going to hit you in the mouth. Yeah, that, so that whole love is blind thing, it is. <laughs> it is very much in the beginning for sure. But, but marriage is an eye-opener. <laughs> yeah, that opens up everything. 
Yeah, marriage is the responsible one of the two. Um, yeah. Anyways, guys, we're getting near the end here, but we got time for one really good little question I've formulated for both of y'all, uh, and that is when you're dating someone, naturally, of course, the guy's going to go talk to his friends, maybe not like, you know, like a like a chick would, but, I mean, we're going to tell our friends. And then the girls, of course, oh, it's it's Gossip City. So friends play a good outside factor. Sometimes that can be nothing but toxic. I mean, sometimes it can be a great thing, though. So what exactly, when we're looking at the Bible in, what's going on there? I, I want to answer. <laughs> I'm going to be selfish here. Birds of a feather flock together. And I'll be honest with you, when I heard that growing up, I'm like, what's all this flocking stuff? I didn't understand what flocking was and birds. I'm like, man, look, can you? my name's Keith. Can you talk to me? What that literally means is what you already know. If you, if you think you can tell how someone is, listen to what I'm fixing to say, by who they hang around. Let me tell you how you, you say, well, this one's loud and all of that, and this one's quiet. Don't fool yourself. That they're compatible in ideology and philosophy or they wouldn't be hanging out with each other. Yeah. So if I'm dating a girl that I think, or a boy, because we have a tendency to talk about girls since we're guys, that I, and I think they're straight and wonderful and good and they're hanging around friends that, that aren't thinking right and doing right, I'm telling you, you set, and that's even right now if you're married. It's right now if you, your friends really determine, that inner circle determines how far you're going to go in any kind of relationship. That's even boss with employees. And so employees with boss, I'm telling you, check the friends out. And if the friends are loose, that person's going to be loose. If that, it, because you just, me and you can't hang out if we don't agree with lifestyles. We, it, it's like oil and water, if you will. It, and I'm not saying I won't love you and you won't love me. We won't go out occasionally, mm -hmm. but you ain't my best my best friends, my road dogs, my, Absolutely. what is that, BFF, what do they call all that stuff? In other words, we ain't tight. There we go. <laughs> you know, uh, that that can uh, lead to a pretty hairy situation. You know, there have been times back in, like, college and stuff where I'd meet girls I liked, and, and they liked me and all that, but I couldn't stand their friends, and, we, we you know, not just because I didn't like them, but I just didn't like the environment. I didn't like the, uh, the toxicity, if you will, of it. And, um... I would always say things like, like you know, uh, well, I wouldn't say these, but I'm like, God, I hate how they are when they're around their friends. But then all of a sudden it would click. You're like, they're really only like how they are right now when they're with me. Yeah. And that's going to lead to a power struggle. The friends get jealous. Well, she's got to study. She's got to come shopping with us. She can't hang out with you and all that. And then I'm just like, well, ho, I mean, I thought we were trying to get something going here. You know, and then now you're creating a power struggle, a conflict. So... You folks, if it's, I mean, I mean, you can't put a square in a circle hole. I mean, you just can't do it. I'm dating you, not your friends. Yes. Now, that doesn't mean that I need to get so jealous that I take you away from your friends. But if we're mature, 25 and 35, and I'm trying to live for Christ, let's get back to the foundation, and I'm trying to go this way, and we're deepening our relationship, but every time... We start making little progress. You revert back to your friends, and your friends don't like me, and your friends don't want me. Red light, two Ford trucks with a Buick behind it. You know what I'm saying? Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. I mean, it's going to hit you. Absolutely. Yeah. I definitely found out who my friends were. Yes. When I devoted my life to my wife, who was my girlfriend, I lost all my friends, and, I, and we made new friends together. That's it. You lost your foes, and you found some friends. Right. That's the way I'd say it. That's probably too much preacher in there, but anyway. You know, that 
that right there, that sounds like the perfect ending to the Lifetime movie right now. Yeah. You know? but, but, but it's how true. it feels. It's true. I mean, I mean, it's not made up stuff, folks. I mean, if it looks like, oh, my God, it's the end of the world. Hey, actually, no, it's, it's the beginning of a brand new world. So, so what, what seems like the end of the world, it's actually God just saying, no, stupid, I'm just moving you here, okay? Nothing's ending. So, so yeah, that's, um, especially for someone like me and, and other people I run with that, that, that were kind of tunnel vision sometime, you know, it seems like, like that's what's going on. And may I say something, because, you know, um, I have loved ones, and before we end, I just think it's so important, is that, you know, if you've got good, high-character, quality friends, not perfect, we're not perfect, I'm not perfect, all that stuff, don't let that God card and all that fool you like that and make somebody make you feel like you're judgmental but you you need to vet if you will let someone vet mm -hmm. if your mama and your daddy who loves you yeah. they all they want you to do is be happy and i'm not talking about if they got a lot of money or a lot of power that that throw all that met but if they say this person is not good for you because they don't love jesus or they don't they're not compatible with your values and what you want to do please listen it does just listen, at least listen, and then have the conversation. Like, what should I ask my girlfriend or my boyfriend, or what do you see? And if you got 15 people that love you that tell you that they see the same thing, love is blind. That means you're blind, brother. That means wake up. You Absolutely. know, wake up. At least consider it. So we're right. asking. So. Well, folks, that's going to do it for another week. We'll see you right back here next Tuesday, weather permitting, of course. I'm Landon Wright. This is Pastor KD and, of course, my good friend Derek Ashcraft. See you guys next week, and be sure to follow us on all the socials. Mm -hmm.